Assalamu alaikum, brothers and sisters. Welcome to another episode of the Remaster Podcast, hosted by me, your brother, Abdullah Freeman. And we're here to talk about a very popular topic, the topic everybody loves to talk about, about marriage, selecting a partner, what that process looks like. And we had to get experts to help us with this. And mashallah, you know, so to introduce our guest, we have Sheikh Suhail Lubna, <laughs> Sheikh Suhail Lubna, Sheikh Suhail Mullah and Sister Lubna Mullah. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, guys. How are you guys doing? <laughs> doing good, alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what Sheikh Suhail you become one when you get married by the way so, yeah, so it's good Lubna Suhail Suhail Lubna mashallah so just to give you guys a quick background about our two guests mashallah Sheikh Suhail Mullah is the director of the Los Angeles branch of Khalil Center a community spiritual and psychological wellness center Sheikh Suhail currently serves as resident scholar at Islamic Society of West Cali West Valley at uh, Canoga Park California and he is the co-founder of Muslim Marriage Rejuvenation Retreat. Ustada Lubna Mullah is a motivational speaker and community educator. She is the director of Tarbiya and Personal Development at Yaqeen Institute for Islamic Research. Ustada Lubna is also the co-founder of the Muslim Marriage Rejuvenation Retreat. So guys, it's, it's great we have uh, people who know what they're talking about. What's the ayat? Fas'alu al-dhikrin kuntum ta'alamun. Right? If you don't know, ask those who know. So... I'm not the person to ask, so alhamdulillah, we got the people to ask. Uh, welcome, guys. It's a very interesting topic. I mean, this is, people always ask about this. You can never, it seems like this topic never goes away. But as long as Allah is creating people, uh, of course, right? Now, of course, we always begin, you know, the the, the popular ayat you see on these wedding-like decorations uh, from Surah uh, Naba, right? right? And we've created you guys in pairs, right? So, just briefly, you know, Sheikh and Ustada Lubna, if you guys can talk about that ayat and what it means, you know. Ladies oh, first. Oh, <laughs> Mashallah. The chemistry, you see, it's like, Mashallah, Mashallah. Uh, bismillah. Bismillah rahman rahim Alhamdulillah. Salatu wassalam wa rasulillah. First of all, uh, Brother Abdullah, Allah bless you for your work and thank you for having us on this uh, incredible podcast. Um, <clears throat> Allah created us in pairs. You know, this is the divine, this is the divine scheme, the divine plan. And from the moment that the first man came onto this earth, there was a, there was still another piece that needed to be there for him to be complete. Right? And that has been, that's the, that's the pattern by which Allah has, put us on this earth and and by which of course the species propagate and so on and so forth and and so um I mean, that's why it's such an innate calling right and that's why it's such a hot and heavy topic all the time until you get there you're there's some you're yearning for something you're still waiting for something mm-hmm. right and the prophet sallallahu he said it uh, and he said man tazawwaja faqad istakmala nisfadini that when you get married, you complete half of your deen. So that concept of, you know, your better half, that's an Islamic concept. Um, that that piece of you is still is still yet to come to fruition and, and you're waiting for it. And um, and, and so, you know, um, those are some thoughts. <laughs> Yep. Uh, subhanallah. Uh, 
it's a beautiful a beautiful I, I like the word you use scheme so well <laughs> it's an it's a beautiful arrangement set up goal that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set before us and what's beautiful as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions surah room when he mentions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places love and mercy between us mawadda wa rahma so it, it's it's not it's not just something we do um and it's like an obligation you check it off okay i'm done no it's actually something enjoyable and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts love and he puts the mercy between he facilitates those two concepts so um they're so powerful it makes a marriage special and it negates that concept that there's no romance in islam that there's no you know marriage is just a business uh that it's truly something to yearn for and it is something that is enjoyable as well it, it kind of reminds me of sports you know because they always talk about schemes and plays and doing things together as a group so you guys really have to have like a team mindset you know and it, it's interesting but before you get to that point let's talk about before then if you guys don't mind me asking how long have you guys been married let's put some health to the test 25 years Mashallah, 25 years, mashallah. That's a beautiful number, mashallah. So 25 years you guys have been married. So things are a little bit different, let's just say, you know, than when you guys were single and looking for a significant other. So briefly, you know, if we can just discuss, you know, the current landscape for Muslim singles, you know, it's a lot of, I mean, the waters are pretty murky, you know, um, it's, uh, I heard a, a, a joke. Somebody said somebody peed in the dating pool, you know, oh, so, no. it's like, <laughs> so it's things are a little bit rough, you know, and I think it's just a global holistic view. You know what I mean? But, you know, briefly, if you guys could speak as to like the, the current, um, if you guys, what are some things you guys hear from your reju reju uh, rejuvenation camp or from other single people who come to you for advice, just the difficulties they have with getting married? Yeah, I'll start. So, so, so uh, the the rejuvenation retreat we do is for couples that are already married. But both of us in our chaplaincy capacity, Subhanallah, we did speak with many Subhanallah um, students and 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 other um, mm -hmm. adults that are young adults that are looking to get married. And some of the typical problems um, I hear, uh, they're looking for somebody who's practicing, and unfortunately, mm -hmm. the person that they're looking for is not practicing. When they do find that special someone, the parent doesn't agree, uh, and that tends to be due to a difference in ethnicity uh, than uh, the family that's being asked. Um, those are the two biggest that come to mind. So, hell, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I yeah. see. I see a ton of stuff. I mean, for me, it's I, I have a hard time really reconciling that, to be honest with you, because I, that wasn't my experience, right? So it's hard to. It's hard to fully, it's hard to fully um, feel what young people feel today because I just don't live it. But I hear so much of it. You know, young brothers in particular come and say, "Well, you know, ain't no, ain't no sisters out there." Who say, "Well, what are you talking about, man? They're everywhere." From my perspective, right? So, so it's hard for me to fully grasp it. But, um, but yeah, what Lubna says resonates. I think a lot of it has what a lot of what I see has to do with just poor communication with um, uh, young Muslims who are looking to get married with their parents. And they've just yes. never really kind of, you know, discussed how they're going to move forward in their lives and so forth. So that way, when they come, when they do come to this stage, there's just a lot of, 
weirdness, hesitation, what should we do? I don't know how to do. Do I talk to my parents? Do I talk to a girl first? Do I talk to my parents first? You know, they're just because there's not good open communication in families. And so that that is a as a primary sort of, uh, you know, hurdle that needs to be really uh, overcome before before you can, you know, get into a good space. The other the other reality is just um, I think the world we, we live in more and more of a virtual world and community spaces are dwindling by which mm-hmm. where we just are, you know, going to the masjid as a regular um, uh, and engaging in, in in-person spaces where we're constantly exposed to other people. I, I mean, I even notice. So the, simply the fact of you know family gatherings like my family we don't gather the way in which we used to and i think that's humanity as a whole right so just the the human connection because of because people feel that they have their social fill on various media platforms and such so therefore the the human connection in person is not to the same extent and and then that leaves a lot to be um yearned for right and especially in a marriage space right um so i I think there's a multitude of factors that play into that you know it was interesting i was just talking to somebody about that last night it was in relation more so to youth violence and it's like you know before in societies when people would go out to the grocery store, grocery stores more, or go out and play sports more. You just do things. You would see people. So it's a little less tension because you're like, ah, I see this guy every Sunday at the grocery store. You see this guy like this, or we study at this place. You yeah. might know somebody who knows him. But now it's like everybody's just total strangers to the yeah. fullest degree, right? And, like, it has that issue. But, you know, if you guys could just share, what was, like, you guys' experience like during this search when you guys were single and then leading up to when you guys got married? The, the the truth. Yeah, we want the real story on remaster. We do real stories, <laughs> only real stories. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was love, love at first sight, man. From from her, mashallah, mashallah. You know, I, it took me some time. You know, I had to, I had to get there, but um, no, but but we for real, we went we went the tradi- traditional route. Alhamdulillah. I mean, uh, we had you know, it was just sort of a family. Uh, hookup. So, uh, my my cousin looking out for me. Uh, Shout out to the cousins, man. Uh, yeah, alhamdulillah. And you know, her approached her brother, and and it was sort of like that. And then the first time we actually met was super traditional, man. We, me and my parents, <laughs> stepped foot into her and her family home, um, and that's the first time we met. You know, like it was very formal. Um, mm-hmm. We had not talked with each other prior prior to that meeting, and then from there, of course, you know, we we got to know each other and all of that freely, um, in an appropriate sort of way. But um, so, yeah, it was, it was really it was it was old school. And you know, I, I want to say something about the old school methods, Subhanallah, because. It's 25 years ago, but still I wasn't expecting to get married that way. I was hoping that I was going to, in my mind, pre, alhamdulillah, I'm so happy <laughs> the way it worked out. But in my mind, like, oh, I want to meet somebody in school. I want to meet somebody in work. I was working part-time 
you know, in a, in a, a you know, corporate world uh, while I was going to college. So, you know, somebody at work, somebody at school. So I, so to everybody listening now who's looking, they're going to be like, oh, these are old folks. You know, it's true. <laughs> but even yeah. at that time, that was, um, that was different. Uh, and our families, it's a family connection, but our families did not know each other. We're from two different ethnicities. So it's very much very traditional, me, me, even for that time. But that's a good point, love. Um, you know, I, I, I never really thought about this until you just said it right now. Um, in my mind, probably the same for me. I would have, my eyes would have befell some woman some in some, you know, in work, at school or whatever. And um, <laughs> she rolls her eyes. You're going down a wrong path very fast. <laughs> I, I said I was hoping to meet someone, but I'm so happy it worked out the way it did. And you're like, I, my eyes would have. I, I think we need to like back up, brother. Well, real fast. Time out, Shake. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> so, um, and then you know, and but 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 why? Because I was programmed that way. I'm talking about pop culture. Mm-hmm. I'm talking mm-hmm. about pop culture, music, movies, romance, Hollywood. All of that. Yeah, stuff. like you stop the plane that's traveling from Los Angeles to New York and say, We're in love. I love you. Will you marry me? Everybody claps. Nobody's upset. Their flight got canceled or they're going to be there. Like, you know, it's there. But, it's a pretty good script. I like that. But I got the most incredible prize in the world. Alhamdulillah. And, you know, I mean, we, we followed a, um, we followed what we've, we, we were given the, the share we were given in terms of how we met each other. And I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. But I, but I think it's just worth the reflection, right? What I had in mind probably, yes. you know, years and years ago, decades ago, and how it actually worked out. Um, and, and I think they're, you know, to deprogram the mind from that sort of reality of how how this is supposed to work. I think that's important for us to also consider, you know. Your question, Sheikh, answers to Ludna. When you say the mindset, you know, what is that? Because, you know, that's a big thing. Like our society is really big on people are hooked on personal development and mindset and getting success. What should that mindset look like, you know, without it being uh, or at least trying to declutter it from all the Western influences, like the stopping of the plane or that you have to go in a certain way. You have to speak a certain way, do certain things. What what should that mindset look like? You know, because I feel one thing that a lot of brothers may look for is like, actionables to take away like okay how do i what to do and even sisters too like how to go about this you know yeah i i, I think the key mindset honestly it's, it's very simple we're gonna we're gonna make this very simple brother of the like it's it's to have an open mind mm-hmm. and know what you're what you are you want before you start looking and, and it's gonna adjust but you say okay i want somebody practicing right i want uh, you know, somebody I can get along with. Well, what does that mean? Some people, they may know what they're looking for. And then when they meet somebody, they're like, oh, I didn't realize this is a, this is a big no-no for me. This is crossing a red line. This is something I don't. So the more that you could, as, as much as you can, but don't, let's not get into analysis paralysis where you 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 analyze and you set goals and then you spend years and years and, and you're just <laughs> constantly making these checklists and making sure am I ready, am I ready? Uh, when you think you're ready, not that complicated. Am I ready to handle another human being? Uh, I'm not perfect right now, but I want to grow with my spouse. I want to continue to work on myself uh, spiritually, financially, physically, all of these aspects. Um, w- what am I looking for? And inshallah, I hope all of you out there are looking for somebody who's practicing, 
and then meets all these other requirements, right? <laughs> That's number one. How is their connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Um, verifying that, of course, is its own process. People, you know, are going to have trust issues. Like, how do I actually know uh, what they say about themselves? But inshallah, that's, that's uh, you know, we could, we could talk about that. Um, but the mindset is be open. Someone's like, no, uh, too short, uh, too tall. No, I don't want somebody. I, they have to speak this language. I don't, you know, and they just shut the door very early. Or I don't want to meet somebody that way. No, no, I, I don't know who that person is. So have an open mind, obviously within reason, you know, I'm not saying, you know, cold call, we, we, we met blind, but we trust the source. Mm. Uh, my brother, his cousin, they had worked together. It wasn't a super deep connection, but it was several interactions, several different connections. So <laughs> it worked. And it's a starting point. You, just because you meet somebody doesn't mean you're going to get married tomorrow. But that's the other thing. I feel like people kind of overthink the whole Oh, I don't know if I if I if I visit the sister, that means khalas, we're gonna get married. Or if I say yes to this brother that we can meet, that means it's done. Like I'm so I I, I think having an open mindset and being prepared, but not over complicating the whole process. You know, Lubna, you bring up an important point, right? Um, the priority number one is somebody who's on their dean. Uh, there's a lot of misprioritization today. Um uh, you know, a lot of brothers in particular, this is what I hear from them, they're, they're as if their number one priority is looks. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's just because, and again, in the world of, you know, social media platform interface, I was reading something recently where plastic surgery has skyrocketed during the COVID and post-COVID area because people are so busy just looking at their face, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of strange things out there in terms of then what people have in mind. And then they're just work heavy in that space. Put that on the side. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will show you the beauty of someone when you start by looking at what Allah wants, where Allah wants you to see that beauty first. Which is how they, um, how they are connected to Allah, how they practice their deed and so forth, um, and 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 then let other the other ducks fall in their place. You know, so you, if I want to, I want to piggyback off of that. So, and and to clarify, what we mean by somebody practicing means they also have good character. A lot of times, like mashallah, hey, hafid, she's hafid of Quran, or he's hafid of. I see him in the message all the time. Excellent, great starting point. Do you turn around and you see him yelling at his mom or she's like, you know, smacking around her siblings or, you know what? So you want them to have good care. That's all what we mean by uh, uh, practicing, right? So their, their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and, and of course, not all of that can be uh, ascertained right away. And then how do they deal with other people? Are they patient? You know, all those other uh, qualities that are, that are really important as well. You know, that reminds me of something very interesting a friend of mine has told me when he was in his process of getting married. And I asked him, you know, it was uh, it was a process. It took a little bit, but mashallah, they're married now. Um, And I asked him, I said, what is it that keeps you, you know, still going with this process? You know, you it was some things happening that were a little bit difficult for him. But I'm like, you, you can go out and find somebody else to look for other people, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean it in a bad way. The sister, mashallah, is amazing. But if you know, why put yourself through this? And he said, you know, I thought to myself, you know, how could I be like ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You know, I'm asking for this. I should just be patient. 
But he said it's something about this person, when you find this person, that every time you talk to them, they remind you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, and that was his reason for doing it, you know? And I was like, subhanAllah. Okay, I shut up. I'm not going to say anything else. I support you. Keep going, you know? And alhamdulillah khair. Like, they're married now, mashallah. May Allah bless their union, right? But it's just something like, that's a very interesting point looking at that. And also the character of that, you know, the, 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 okay, she, he may be a hafiz, he may be studying, okay, but if he's just like yells at the waiter at the place you guys are at, or things of that nature, it's not. It reminds me of the, that hadith about Dean being the first thing that you should look for out of the, uh, the, 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 the four, the four criterion, right? But how do you rectify that with the others, right? So what if somebody's like, all right, this person has, they have great character, their Dean is good, mashallah, but I'm just not attracted to them. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, it's, and it's an important question, right? Um, I think the Prophet, when he puts those four criteria, yeah. their looks, their deen, their, their lineage, their wealth, you know, et cetera, um, he's talking about metrics by which you, uh, you know, evaluate, assess, the the suitability of somebody else and 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 whether or not you would want them in your life right and so th those are criteria to look at it doesn't mean they're criteria you just scratch and you you know you throw you throw away no those are important uh, things to they you know to be considered um, all of them all of them right and for some people it's certain things over other things but it's just did you put everything in this right order right did you did you give did you put the right amount of weight on their deed and um, and then subsequently whatever comes after. That's what we're talking about. For somebody to want somebody who, who is attractive to them, for sure. Hmm. For sure. There must be acceptance. There must be uh, a level of acceptability. You cannot force yourself to marry somebody and you just cannot absolutely see yourself in a physical situation with your spouse. There has, there has to be there. Yeah. Uh, but, but I do believe that, uh, you know, our intention and keeping an open mind can expand those possibilities, though, at the same time. So, okay, you know, an interesting point you guys brought up that is like the starting point most people should start at, but maybe very few do, at least in our times, right, is the family, right? Now, we know in the Western society, as we all know, there's been a deterioration of the Western, like the family unit as a whole, whether Muslim, Christian, Jewish, atheist, across the board. It's not like how it used to be maybe even 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, right? So how do we rectify people who have, let's say I just have a bad relationship with my dad. Like, I don't like talking to this dude, right? Or my mom, we always argue, like, I feel like she's too controlling, like, but I want to get married. How do we rectify those situations and still, would you advise somebody who has those type of issues not to pursue marriage or how should they go about that? That's a great, that's an important question, right? I think it's important that, um, you know, like, like Lubna said earlier, you have, you have a general set of criteria that you're going out into the world with when you're looking, when you're looking for somebody. Let's see this person fits the, the general criteria. But then there's a couple things that, like, okay, you know, ideally, yeah, I would have liked somebody who came from uh, a household where their mother and father are still together, they're not divorced. Or ideally, 
I would have liked it if they, you know, had X, Y, Z, but they don't. But let's say they fit your general crit- criteria, right? That so so you pers- you move forward, and you you keep your eyes open as it relates to that one point or two points or whatever it is that you're hesitating on, right? And you look at it, um, you ask about it, you inquire about it, you see what the deeper story is as it relates to that. But it shouldn't necessarily, that doesn't, but that doesn't mean an X, no, khalas, I'm done, I can't move forward. If, as long, if they fit the general criteria, but there's something that's not there, do your due diligence. Don't don't completely just gloss it over and it doesn't mean nothing because it did mean something to you in the beginning. But at the same time, don't don't use it as an excuse to just you know knock everybody uh, out the box, right? You, then what do you have left um, to pursue, right? So that's how I would look at it. Yeah, and 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 that's from the perspective of what you were hoping from the the other person's family and now uh going back to what about your own family you have family issues you said you know you're maybe not getting along with your dad and you know you want or your mom and now you want to bring up the subject of marriage <sighs> you know going back to that positive mindset <laughs> it's never too late uh to guide a relationship even when it's with your elders in a way that you would like it's not easy uh, but I don't think we should hold off on marriage because we don't have the greatest relationship with our parents. Ideally, I know it doesn't always happen this way, but ideally, if you're thinking about getting married, you, you don't know anyone just yet, or maybe you do, but you haven't really started this process at all, start talking about it with your parents. Practice the art of being uncomfortable when there's some awkwardness, there's some, what are you talking about getting married? No, I told you five years from now, you know, okay, let's try that again, you know? <laughs> well, you know, mom and dad, I was thinking about X, Y, and Z. Like, we got to work through that discomfort, honestly. Mm. It can't be like, oh, man, I don't want to bring it up to my dad. He's going to say X, Y, and Z. I already know what he's going to say. Or I already know my mom. I mean, that's part of, hey, that's part of becoming an adult and being ready to face some of those challenges, interpersonal challenges in life. Um, it's going to come up, if it's not with your own parents, it's going to come up with your spouse or your spouse's parents or your spouse's siblings. I mean, it's all about relationships. This whole relationship that you're trying to seek is about learning how to communicate and overcome obstacles. So why not start with your parents, make lots of du'a, watch your own self in terms of patience, tone. Um, so it's, it's, it's something that I think, even though it may be challenging, it's worth for us to pursue and start just having that conversation with your parents. Hey, I'm thinking about getting married. These are some of, this is what I was thinking. I'd love to hear about what you guys were thinking. You know, you bring up an interesting point, like underlying. What about the fatigue that comes with that and how people can navigate that? People who try to have these conversations either with their parents or just the process of trying to get married, right? These people may try, but things don't necessarily go their way. What advice would you give somebody who's fatigued? Because I'm not knocking my microphone out, but some people, you know, they may say, ah, you know, this marriage thing, just leave me alone. Just, it's, let me just go to work. Let me do this thing. If it happens, whatever, like, what would you say to somebody like that to get them out of that mindset? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I empathize. It's, it's hard. Uh, it is hard wherever the challenge may come from, whether it's from your own family or the, the, the one that you're trying to, the person that you're trying to talk to or their family, it, it can get frustrating. And especially when there's multiple times people, I know sometimes people are getting, 
you know, about to get kitab or about to have their, you know, their engagement and then things break. So it, it can get very mentally exhausting. Um, I would say, you know, obviously if it's back to back to back, some of these big things that have taken, that are overwhelming, you know, take a break. But in terms of getting back into the game, think about it like a job or trying to get into the school that you wanted. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prevents us from something. And actually that was a good thing. It was teaching us tarbiyah lessons on how to be patient, on how to accept Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's qadr, uh, uh, his decree, on, um, you know, just having trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, this didn't come. I really wanted it. There must be a good reason. I don't know what it is, but I trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's the same thing with, you know, butting, uh, butting your head against the wall sometimes, you know, in, in this whole marriage process from whatever ask, from whichever avenue is, is, is uh, uh, putting that blockage for you. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a moment of growth for you. Uh, okay. Why is it that I'm having this difficulty? Is there something I need to change about myself? Um, do I need to kind of check my intentions again? Um, do I need to, um, you know, is it just the timing and I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep going. So, uh, with wisdom, of, of course, maybe I, maybe I'm going about this process and, or maybe I didn't do it the right way the first time. Um, uh, but now this time I'm going to do it a different way. So also evaluating, is there something that I need to change about either myself? I don't mean to say, oh, <laughs> in, in a, in a, um, in a vain way, like maybe I'm not, I don't look good enough. No, I don't mean like that, but maybe in my behavior, my approach. So it, it can be a wonderful opportunity for reflection and also an opportunity to, uh, get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and understand that those tests are there for a reason. Gotcha. <laughs> um, no, I, Lubna, you know, I, I think you, you hit most of it. It's, um, you know, marriage is, is a divine construct, right? And, and I think that's important to keep as a central sort of grounding factor, right? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنْفُسِكُمْ from amongst Allah's signs that He created for you and from you spouses, right? That that's that's Allah's plan for you and I and everybody. So so it's important we don't cast that aside, right? Because of the fatigue, because of the frustration, because of the failed attempts, because of one, two, three times I met this girl, I met this guy, or you know, and this and that happened. Um, it's important that we still keep everything in its proper framework and not cast out the idea altogether. Yes, you need to take a break and slow it down. You need to redirect, um, self introspect. Those are, those are all important processes to, you know, to, to engage in, but, but don't pull yourself out the game, right? Don't pull yourself out. the game. And I would say conversely, the other way too, what happens in some families is, the family mm -hmm. is urgently pushing their kid into the game and the kid is not ready, right? When I say kid, mm -hmm. I'm talking about you know, young adult or whatever, whatever age, uh, young, early 20s, 30s, where, whatever phase of life you're in. But, you know, your parents are pushing you, pressuring you. And you know right now I'm not ready. I need to get my finances in order, my mental health. Mm -hmm. I, need, I need, you know, I need to spend some time with myself, work a few things out. I'm still getting over this other relationship. Don't push me. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and sometimes that happens in families. So so, um, you know, from both ends, 
you gotta you gotta do it when you're ready. It doesn't mean that everything needs to be lined up perfectly, and that's what ready means. Um, and don't pull out the game altogether. Don't retire from the game and say, "No, no, marriage is not for me." No, mar- the Prophet said, sunnati minni." That you know, marriage is my way. It's the prophetic way, and whoever turns away from it, then they're not from me. Meaning, they're not following my path, and it's in its you know in full scale. So, so I think you know, always Islam is always about that balanced way of engaging life in its various uh, ways and phases. Uh, so, listen to the person I know who said they were going to just go to a mountain and be Zahid. You, you, you can't do that. The Sheikh just told you you can't do that. So, please, just. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's an interesting point, though, you bring up. Oh, it's just, uh, Ustada Lubna, you're about to say something? No, no, sorry. I was saying, come back if you were ready. If he was heading to, or she was heading to the mountain, come back, come back. <laughs> no, come back, come back. But you know, that's an interesting point you bring up, Sheikh. You, you do hear, you do see families pushing their children. You know, it's a, a story I know of a sister who one day she was leaving her school, and she went to a public school, not an Islamic school, and her parents seen her speaking to somebody of the opposite gender. They're just saying by classmates. After that, she said her family told her, all right, right at, we want to get you engaged. Like right after that, we want to get you engaged. Like immediately. Now, it was like, subhanAllah, you know, to her, it's like, whoa, whoa I'm not even, this, this is just, I don't even like the guy I just talked to, let alone the guy you're about to bring. So like, let's just slow down, right? But you know, that's one thing you hear a lot. About my math homework. I was asking him about <laughs> math homework. You know, <laughs> You know, just so that's one thing you hear, right? They say, "All right, just get married. Don't worry, the love will come after." Does does love before marriage exist, or is this something that the love comes when you get married? How does that work? You know, because a lot of the times we'll see because of Western culture. Oh, I seen her. I'm in love. Oh my goodness, I'm in love. Let me do this. Let me do that, etc. Or you see more marriages from like you could say foreign couples, right? Where it's like, do you guys really like each other? But they're married for like 30, 40 years. You know. So it's it's uh, very very confusing, but it's very simple too. No, um, so, uh, go ahead. No, but uh, so love, love is something that, first of all, what is love? Right, that's it, that's his own philosophical question, right? What what is what does love mean, and what is it, and how does it, what does it look like, and all these things? Leave that aside. What what, what we're talking about you know, just being attracted to someone, being connected with someone um, on the most base levels. Can that come from before marriage? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. Um, The Prophet ﷺ, in regards to how he treated his wives, he treated them equally. But when it came to his heart, he said, don't ask me about that which... Mala Amlik, you know, that I don't I don't own it, I don't control it, I can't, you know. And so there's an acknowledgement from the Prophet about what the heart goes where it goes. And sometimes it goes where it goes before you get married. And there are examples of the Sahaba who uh, were in love prior to marriage. Uh you know the you know the hadith of uh um a'malu bin niyat. Mm-hmm. That deeds are are based on intentions. 
there's a there's a story behind that hadith, and the rest of the hadith actually, uh, you know, makes a reference to it. Uh, Sorry, had to read the whole hadith to, to recall it. The end of the hadith, the Prophet Sallallahu he says, the one who makes hijrah for, um, uh, for a woman to marry her, um, you know, then, then they will get their... their uh, reward accordingly. That's the hadith is in reference to a man who loved a woman before he was married to her. They were in Mecca, and he wanted to be with her. And she went to Medina because she became Muslim. She wanted to be in the community of the Prophet and he went to Medina chasing after her, right? And uh, um, and so on. And that's one story of many of the Sahaba who, men who fell in love with women and women who fell in love with men prior to marriage. So there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you still maintain the proper guidelines and you know parameters that, that one should maintain prior to marriage. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Now, it's important that one doesn't, you know, become wrapped up or enraptured beyond what's reasonable to the point where now the whole mind is fixated on this person and they that person don't even know they exist or there's no pathway to that person or whatever right that becomes very that can become very unhealthy some sort of infatuation that consumes them and, and detracts them off their deed and what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to live and so on and so forth so so that's uh, you know that's love before marriage maybe look not to speak to love after marriage, um, so yeah, I don't... because absolutely, I, I think it's important to reconcile that because like what you said, uh, Brother Abdullah, you said, uh, some people say, oh yeah, there's, you know, you, you just, you'll just, you don't have to love each other. You just kind of grow into it. That's absolutely true that love definitely gets nurtured and grows into something very deep after marriage. That's absolutely true. And what Suhal said is absolutely true. You can fall in love. You can become infatuated. That's a normal uh, kind of, you know, human, uh, um, it's, it's, it's part of human nature to fall in love. Uh, but somebody could have been so formal. That's very possible that it's like, oh man, I, if I, if I even just like say anything remotely, like, I don't know, that might just kind of open the can of worms. I'm not going to say anything. And it's like, you really do admire the other person. You think they're attractive. You like their qualities. You love everything about them, but you don't kind of release a floodgate until after marriage, even in terms of your own emotions. Some people kind of hold on to that. They don't want to allow themselves because they're afraid that that infatuation, which um, may lead to kind of being blind to other things that are problematic. Um, that being said, uh, we, we, you can fall in love before, not necessarily, not a must, but the after that gets I, nourished okay. through appreciation. Lubna, can I stop you there one second? Only before yeah. you, sorry, so sorry. And you, you know, you reminded me of, of the hadith of the Prophet, and this is an important part, right? About mar marriage, sorry to cut your flow, Lub. Um, was uh, you know, the Prophet says, that your love for something, it blinds you and it makes you, you know, deaf to what's going around. So, 
So holding on to that concept in a heavy fashion or form prior to marriage, if you're not able to engage in what love, you know, to its full extent entails, or that time is not coming soon and you and you get into that headspace or that heart space, that can be a very unhealthy thing too, right? Even if you're proceeding forth with that person towards marriage, but but you start to embrace aspects of that love that you need to be conscious of not embracing until post-marriage. I'm saying, so, uh, why you laugh, girl? No, no. What did you say? Uh, what did you say? Not embrace. It, it was good. I, I connected with what you're saying. I totally connect. <laughs> Sounds very impassioned, you know. And this is this is cool too to reconcile this. I think this is really important because I think this is where we get these strange notions that like Muslim marriages, there's no love or mm. there's not, it's not romantic. It's all Hollywood. As if there's Hollywood versus Islam. It bothers me because, <laughs> you know, like, like we can, subhanAllah, um, the, the, the whole concept, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of do reverse engineering here of, you know, Oh, I'm, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Right. You know, the, that whole movie thing where it's, and, and then people, and then people kind of split up. But that's silly because why? It's natural, even let's say you had it before marriage or right after you got married, whatever it is, you have that infatuation, you have that that in love feeling, you're so excited, you know, uh, um, we're still excited to see each other as, but there's there's like this, this newness to the relationship, that's that in love feeling, that is going to subside by the very nature of human nature. But guess what? The love remains... And uh, um, and as opposed to leaving it on auto, auto drive, Tesla, or or putting it in the crock pot, set and forget, mm-hmm. or Instapot, all these things that are just kind of automated. You have to nurture love. You have to. People think, oh yeah, I got married. Yeah, my husband he used to buy me things, and now he doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, my wife she used to be so nice. She used to do this for me, or you know, to show that she loves me, and she doesn't do it anymore. And what do you think love is? Love has to be nurtured. It's an action. So you can have the, you know, the, the romance, you can have that in love feeling. It's going to, it's going to transition to something more long lasting, deeper. Uh, and, and the, the, the cautionary tale here is yes, there's romance and there's love in Islam, but it has to be nurtured in any religion, in any relation. Love has to be nurtured through gratitude, through, um, you know, knowing the other person's love language, um, through connection. It can't just be like everyone's living separate, separate lives and all, but we're still married and we still love each other. Like there's gotta be that connection. So kind of getting ahead of myself a bit, that's maybe part two or three, <laughs> but <laughs> that's all just stuff, all stuff. in love and, and, uh, you know, before and after idea. So guys, if you're listening, love is not far, it's, it's mandub. So don't worry. You don't have to immediately have it, but if you do, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. You know, it's very interesting you guys bring that because, you know, I thought about, uh, I believe it's a hadith where it talks about gift giving and increasing the love that you have between one another. But is that in respect of relationships or like friendships? That's a good question. Uh, yeah, the Prophet says to have, to have, right? Uh, give gifts and increase, and that will increase mutual love between you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it's not, it's a, it's a general it's a general uh, directive, right? It's a general prompt from the Prophet 
um, to do with anybody. But hmm. when we read about virtuous uh, character traits, the first place we hmm. should place those character traits is at home, is with your loved one, is with your spouse. So, and that relates to anything. Um, you know, if we're talking about sadaqah, like uh, spending money, right? The Prophet says, like, there's different places you can spend your money. You can spend your money, you can spend it giving charity, you can spend it on your family. The best money that you spend is the money that you spend on your family. It's the words of the Prophet. Um, and there's so many other concepts uh, when we think about good character traits it's important that you place those at home first before you place them anywhere else. So when you talk about gift giving, right? Um, yeah, it's a general thing that the Prophet is talking about, but put it at home first. The the scholars, they say something nice. They say, uh, The greatest form of taqwa is taqwa that you have at home first, right? It's easy to show a good face, to smile, to be generous, you know, to say a nice word, oh, Jazakallah khairan, oh, Allah bless you, brother. And, you know, like you, you this righteous dude going around and, you know, display. It's easy to do that when you interact with somebody two, three minutes a day. But to do it with the person at home that you spend hours and hours on and that you have to deal with their mess and they have to deal with your mess. Um, that's where that's where the greatest form of taqwa lies. And so so when you talk about, you know. Use you brought up one example, but I'm expanding it, right? Uh, uh, um, ca having carrying yourself in in a righteous way um, that should be displayed at home first and foremost before anywhere else. Mm. That, that, that's that's very interesting. You know that how much like in Islam, how much you have to give to your family in that home is very like. Is, is is very interesting. It shows just the importance of family and giving to that. But you know, to bring it to the next like phase and stage of this conversation, you know, one thing you hear a lot from like people is like, okay, finding like a good halal to haram ratio, right? Now, I'm not saying that necessarily people want to do haram, but let's say you're a guy who you you're, you're somebody you're, you're like a you're not as what's the best way to put it? I don't want to say as religious, but let's say you're not as religious, right? For lack of a better term, right? Mm. You wouldn't want to be married to somebody who is extreme or more practicing, I guess you would say, right? At least in the fashion, right? So how do you find somebody where it matches up? Because we talked about that before. Find somebody who's religious, but also, I guess, in a, a way that is matching of yours, right? Because, you know, I've heard a story from a, a sheikh one time about a, a sister, right? Who the sister wanted to get divorced from her husband. So he's like, okay, well, what's wrong? She said he doesn't pray sunnah prayers. And the sheikh was like, whoa, I mean, that's something he can fix now. But, you know, for some people, that's like a, hey, I don't want somebody who does something like that. Or are people who, with those type of demands, are they extreme? You know, what what does that actually look like in itself, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. You I, know, um, I would I, I would I would actually. Um, so my kids I have kids uh, at marriageable age. Right. And. Um, we're starting to have those conversations about marriage, um, you know, perhaps they show an interest and then, and we encourage that, right? We want them to be open with us and all these things. 
man, I would love for my kids to marry a person that's 10 times whatever. It's not a measurable thing, but what you understand what I'm saying, I'm just mm-hmm. uh, 10 times more religious than them, whatever that means. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to find somebody better than them that's going to bring them up, that's going to push them forward, that's going to encourage them, motivate them. If that's what the betterness of that person is calling towards, right? Not some sort of self-righteousness that is put Self-righteousness and overly strictness. Let me add that. I think that's the context I was looking for. Because those people mean people who are just a certain extremist viewpoint of how they do things. That's what I was going for. Yeah, well said. Like a certain, you know, like just uh, narrowness. Yeah, the the Mm -hmm. practice in certain functions or fashions maybe is, you know, more, I don't know, proliferant than somebody else in certain, in certain work acts of worship or something like that. Um, but you know, my, my advice to any young person trying to get, or old person trying to get married or anybody in between, find somebody that's going to lift you up. That's going to, that's going to encourage you. Somebody that, um, you can, study the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with somebody that you can learn the deen from and with because they know more than you because they've been exposed or whatever the case is they've studied more they come from a family where uh, you know they had certain traditions whatever it may be um, I encourage that um, and, 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 and naturally what's going to happen anyways when you talk when you are basically sizing each other up when you're getting to know each other, all that's going to come out or ideally it's going to come out where you're going to kind of, you know, navigate those waters and see who each other is and evaluate each other and, and your level of practice. And is this the person? Yeah. Is that the kind of person I want to be around? This is what they do. And, you know, is that within my scope of who I'm looking to be? All that's going to come out anyway. So I would never worry about, Generally speaking, I wouldn't worry about trying to marry somebody who is beyond me. No, I want somebody who's beyond me because they're going to lift me up. Yes, and I, and I think that's coming from a very... I think the fine line that you want to be careful of <laughs> either way is what you mentioned, Brother Abdullah, is, is you know, and what you mentioned, so it's not about... You know, let's say I have a, I'm doing a certain practice more, uh, but I'm not imposing that on somebody else. That's mm-hmm. where the extreme aspect of the relationship comes or the personality or the, the imposition comes into play. Mm-hmm. It's not a problem if there's a difference in the level of practice or observing, you know, uh, uh, different forms of worship or whatever it is. Uh, but it's that imposition that can become a problem either way. So, yeah, okay, I want somebody to lift me up. But if it's being like shoved and I'm being judged and it's like, oh, you didn't do it. They didn't do that. Right. Show me your foot. Did you, is it wet? Like, did you make wudu? I'm I'm going, I'm just being, you know, that's kind of like a parent child thing. But um, I've heard about those kind of situations between couples and that can be problematic. So, you know, it's, it's, it's making sure that you do talk about it. So how, right. You you mentioned, you know, that's going to come out naturally. Hopefully like make sure you talk about it and where are you comfortable with? And this is, what do you, what is your expectation? Right. I noticed this about you and, you know, this is where I'm at. I would like to grow, but this is where I'm at now. So it's got to be talked about. Number one. Number two, are you guys comfortable with each other's kind of where they're at? 
if that makes sense. And so then when you, the way, uh, you know, you first brought it up, uh, Brother Abdullah, is that, uh, you know, haram behavior is something different, right? Mm-hmm. Lack of, uh, maybe lack of practice to the same level of somebody else is is something else. But, you know, engaging somebody, meaning talking to someone, uh, you know, talking to them for marriage, and they're engaged in haram behaviors, somebody smoke weed, somebody looks at pornography, um, or any stuff like that, that, that you want to stay away from. That you want to, that's not, you know, that's not like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I'm not the greatest person either. I still have my own work to do. And so who am I to judge them? No, no, there's certain lines that are not, you know, he, they don't pray. Yeah, he goes to, you know, I, I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. Oh, yeah, you know. And they're those, okay with staying and, Yeah, being okay with that kind of stuff. That's not, that's not, that's not good. Right. That's not a those are not relaxations that you should, uh, uh, um, you know, be willing to compromise for or laxities that you should come bring your level down for. The, the, right. Not a, Get married. But but to have different levels of practice, but you're both striving. That's that's going to be there. That's going to you know, that's going to be there in, a, in, in many, if not most relationships. You know, it's it's interesting to hear like that that the uh, the setting the boundaries and the borders, right? Because you know, I feel like with some people, after they reach certain points, some people they're just like, ah, whatever, let me just do it, get out the way, I'll be fine. Maybe they do it later. But you know, I was just thinking about that same thing. You know, if somebody tells you that, okay, my plan is to develop Islamically, well, you should ask them, okay, well, what does that plan look like? What are you doing in the meantime before marriage to develop yourself Islamically, right? Because when we stand for hisab, it's not going to be, okay, you guys did this. Thing. No, it's like, what did you do? They'll bring you for, you know what I mean? You have to attest for what you did, right? So it's just, it's interesting to think of, but definitely having those uh, boundaries is definitely important because it's a lot of behaviors and things that because you're trying to help somebody or save somebody, it can it could lead you to some type of destruction, you know? May Allah protect, but you know, definitely. So, you know, one question I have, and some we can talk about is, you know, Okay, you guys got married, what was it, 25 years ago, so that's what, 1990, uh, let me know, 99, 98, 99? Okay, mashallah, you guys got married in 98, right? So the internet was just becoming a thing, right? It was just in its infancy. You guys remember Y2K, and they're all oh, the world's going to end, blah, 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 whatever, we're here, alhamdulillah, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> you know... Now, in this era, we have the internet. And, you know, a lot of people, they'll suggest to you, like, oh, you're not married? Get on these Muslim marriage apps. Get on this app. Get on this thing. Get on this thing. You have Facebook. You have Instagram. You have the DMs. You have that, the cyberspace, which, in fact, we might make that a whole topic in itself, right? But how should somebody go about, like, let's say you're talking to multiple people. How does somebody go about choosing who they should pursue more if all their interactions are virtual? Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a thought. Mm-hmm. I'm distracted by this paper that fell on the floor. Okay, I have a thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that cyberspace and talking to multiple people for the potential of getting married, right? You know, like, mm-hmm. I would also caution against that. 
it, by, by, what I mean by that is let me throw out a wide net and see what I can catch. <laughs> because yeah, um, what's happening on the other end? Somebody may be talking, they may take it very seriously. It's like, okay, I'm going to talk to one person at a time, you know, uh, 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 let's see if it works out. If it doesn't, I'm going to move to the next person. And in the meantime, they're taking a relationship seriously, even though it's in this very preliminary stage. And somebody else is like, oh, I'm talking to 10 different people here and I'm going to get back to you in five, four or five days. And so there can be a, a mismatch and a misunderstanding in where intentions lie. Um, so how do we keep it? How do we just kind of keep it more organized? I mean, people have different thoughts about different um, Muslim matchmaking. I don't want to call them dating. Okay. Mm -hmm. Muslim matchmaking sites, some are better than others. Mm -hmm. People have found success, but take it seriously. Mm -hmm. Don't use it as a magazine, flip, flip, like, like, no, like, don't like, right. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it can get, it can get to the point where we're really desensitizing ourselves. And you see so many choices. Well, oh no, this one. No, I don't want to move to that. I don't want to move to Indiana. Okay, let me go see. No, this guy, he's a little. You know, we're oh, gonna no. start shopping. <laughs> I'm teasing. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> move to Indiana, guys. Without the lies looking. Uh, uh, um. So th that whole space, we have to be careful. Mm -hmm. We have to be careful. Meaning, treat it like. I'm, I was going to go to a sister's house and go, or, 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 or you know, and, and go meet her. Or I was going to go ask so-and-so about so-and-so. Uh, so that's kind of, I'm jumping into the cautionary, you know, precautions before we even got there. But uh, take it seriously and, and know that when, you know, yeah, everything is easy online, but there's somebody on the other end who's taking, who may be taking it seriously. So we have to go in with good intentions and, 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 um, not going with this idea of just let me just kind of send out a bunch of messages and see what happens. Agreed. I mean, you know, some of the some of the platforms, and I'm not intimately, intricately uh, aware of like the workings of some of the things because I ain't looked around on them. <laughs> but from what I hear, <laughs> you better not at all. But from what I hear, I mean, I have a lot of weird stories man about just that exactly what you just kind of indicated towards Lubna but we won't go we're not going to go there um um you know the swipe left swipe right syndrome stuff the, some of the platforms are fundamentally flawed and mm -hmm. be very conscious and careful of where you're looking to begin with yes because obviously a, a platform that has zero to maybe one or two boundaries that you have to uh, sort of, you know, qualify for to get on and then for anybody and everybody to see your profile and for you to see anybody and everybody's profile on the other end, that's problematic in and of itself. So um, be conscious of where you are looking to begin with. Don't just sign up on every single uh, uh you know, matchmaking uh, app um, in the world because um, there are many people, obviously, who are predatory on the, and they're not, and they are looking at it as, as as dating. They're not looking at it as matchmaking for marriage because, yeah, I need to know this person um, before I get married, and I need to, and they have a Western mindset in terms of what that looks like. They don't, they're not looking at this from the prism of Islam. 
and how Islam talks about engaging people prior to marriage. So, so be very conscious, you know, where you're looking. Um, go the, the old world method, the old school auntie method. It's a good method because there's some filtering that's already taking place. And there are some of the new, new school uh, platforms that still are incorporating mm-hmm. some of those old school methods. Yes. And that's what you want to, you want to be conscious of that um, in terms of, you know, uh, making sure that some of those things are, those filters are set up in the um, apps or websites that you're engaging for matrimonials. You know, it, it's 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 interesting you bring that um, about the filters because it's one of them in particular I'd seen one time. It's a certain requirement you couldn't have. I think like you couldn't put that you wanted sister, uh, sister with hijab on. I think that was like or hijab as one of your criterion, which was interesting to me. You know, I was like, oh, okay, that's you can block the other stuff, you know. But and then one of them has like smoking, but it doesn't have like drugs. It just says smoking. So maybe somebody <laughs> they say, all right, hey, I don't smoke, but <laughs> you know, who knows? Wallahu alam. But you know, because I actually, because you know, in our culture, at least for our generation of things. The internet is an intrinsic part of our lives, right? And even for you guys now, right? We're doing this podcast virtually. Mashallah, you guys, please subscribe. But it's like we, everything is like you're always either in the real world for a little bit, then you have to check the cyber world. In the real world a little bit, and you check the cyber world. And we have communities on there. You have friends, you have people you meet, you have people who know other people. And you're like, oh, mashallah, who is that? A sister sees a brother. Oh, who, who, who's who's this guy? Oh, okay. Like, and it's, it's, it's a part of us. So just... Yeah. navigating this space that's never been there before is just something that I know a lot of people have questions about. Like, oh, should I, if I see a sister and she's attractive, but it's through the internet, do I DM her or do I, because you can't, I mean, you don't want to DM her and say, hey, what's your Baba's number? And then she's like, this weirdo, all right, block. Like, you know, you yeah. you, you know, you, yeah. don't, you don't want to, so it's just a lot of these nuances just to navigate, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. a lot of these nuances. Yeah, that's a rough space. Uh, no, go ahead, love, go ahead. Thank you. you. You bring up a good point, and we want to be cognizant of that. We don't want to be like, we're talking from caveman years, and we're like, oh, don't do anything on the internet. You're absolutely right. And and in that scenario, you, you absolutely. I mean, that's great that we're connected in these different ways, right? And especially, like, in, even in the Muslim American society space, right? The mass space. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, you know, you may see somebody always virtually, you know, convention maybe one time, but then a billion times um, uh, online. Ustra or something other- like that, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So to the best of your ability, if somebody is interested in someone else, that's fine to connect, you know, with that person. But still, maybe you can soften that because you said it would be odd if you said, hey, can I have your dad's number? Mm-hmm. You talk. Well, you know what? I think so and so. I know so and so lives in that same city. I wonder if they know about her. And if they ask, is she looking to get married or is he looking to get married? You know, Still, kind of using that methodology, but, sister. Look, uh, let me kind of breaks that ice. It softens the 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 kind of randomness. Ustad, let me interject though, because that's one thing I notice about our community that is issue sometimes, right? Like okay. we aren't as cooperative in those regards sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. you ask somebody, and some people say uh, they'll give you like general answers, or they're like, "This guy, leave me alone," or like almost like they're not trying to help, you know. And it's like our community doesn't really facilitate this process as much. In some, with some people, not everywhere, but with some. Okay, that, that, that that's a problem. Mm. We we need we need each other. <laughs> We're mm. communal people. Mm. We should be looking out for one another. Mm. 
then, but then, uh, brother, but then, so, but, but then, Lubna, mm-hmm. look, so, okay. yeah, that's how people should be, but many people are not. So then what does homeboy do? What does homegirl do? How do they, how do they, you know, how do they proceed? And that's why, and I, and I see a lot of that, right? Young people really confused, like, well, yeah, I'm not really getting any direction from anybody. I want to go about this right. I don't want to be some weirdo DMing, people, you know, sisters on the thing. And so let me, let me, but then where do they go? And, and, and you know, it, it does become very tricky to navigate. And I see a lot of that. A lot of young brothers struggle with that. And um, and you see a lot of the convert brothers and sisters deal with this issue, right? I had a brother yeah. who came to me. And this brother's like in his 30s, you know, mashallah, handsome guys, good job. He's young. But he came and he said, bro, I said, what's up? He said, you, I need to ask you something. I said, okay, what's, what's wrong? He said, I don't know how to talk to Muslim women. Like, non-Muslim women? I know how to talk to them. Muslim women? What, like, what do I do? I'm like, bro, like, it's, it's not a formula. You know, you just, you know. Typically, I told him, go to somebody. If there's a sheikh, you know her sheikh or her community leader, go speak to that person. And they'll give you information if you should pursue it or not or how they can help you with this process. But yeah. It's a lot of people who they may not even have somebody who can give them that type of information, right? In that space. And even for born Muslims, right? Like us, like it's not always a clean, easy shifting, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it can be tricky, right? To navigate that space. Absolutely. Uh, and I empathize with uh, brothers and sisters that have to kind of go through that. But, but you, you know, you gave some, you gave a couple of leads as much as you can, as much as you do have access to people, yeah. access to those people, right? You're uh, the, mm-hmm. the mentors in the community, the community imam, uh, one of the you know older aunties in the community who seems well-connected. Um, to go through those me- means and mediums first is important. You can't just jump them, those stages, mm-hmm. um, because it's showing a level of maturity, it's showing a level of, you know, Haya, um, modesty, right, in terms of how you're moving forward. So that's important. Um, but then when you do find yourself like, well, I don't know where else to go, uh, a, 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 a convert who doesn't know anybody in the community, and they've been Muslim five, ten years maybe, mm-hmm. but still they're just their their ties are not deep by nature of how they came into the dean and their lives and so on and so forth. So. Does that mean that it's absolutely inappropriate for them to go step to a sister directly? No, I don't think so. But but they have to do that with the full kind of wherewithal and knowledge of the fact that uh, of of what this means. So now I'm going to step to the sister, and what does that potentially mean in terms of you know if I do this, then. Uh, um, what does that mean for my chances with her? So, so eva- there is, it does, you know, you got to evaluate if you can definitely consult with whoever, somebody, anybody other than yourself to at least be better informed before you make those approaches. Right. But uh, uh, so, so, you know, it's, it, you, you have to use wisdom in, in, in the process regardless and some and and the process is not a linear process. It looks very different depending upon who you are, where you come from, who you have access to in yeah. terms of how that community functions, all of those things. Um, uh, but use the 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 standard traditional means as much as you have access to them. 
before you just go directly and approach people directly. I know, like, you know, I'll give an example. There's a brother in the community. Um, I know actually a few brothers in the community, in various communities uh, where, where I engage, and sisters are just weirded out by them because they've stepped, to, they've approached like 10 different sisters. Mm-hmm. And now all the sisters know, like, this guy's going to come to you one day, just be, just know that. And so you get labeled um, because you just didn't use wisdom in terms of how you set forth, right? So, so step back, um, hold up, and then don't go and then don't blast everybody when you say, "Well, look at these, look at the Muslims. You can't even get married. You can't even well, because you're not. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta approach it right." Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, some people get. Um, what's the word you know they they just get like bitter because Mm -hmm. but then they're just not approaching it right so you know uh, and and we have to do better as a community and we have to do better Mm -hmm. in terms of providing the ways and so on and so forth you know it's interesting i was just going to ask that like about the process is it like is it like this is it like this but it's like this right so it's (laughs) like it's not a linear process. It's all over the place. Like you go, it, it's, it's, you know, and we don't know a lot of things. A lot of people are just trying and testing, you know, just kind of like, at least in this current era, you know, but that's why, alhamdulillah, we, we have people like you in the community and to, to help educate people on these type of things. And hopefully people learn from this, inshallah, this podcast. Now, you know, the one angle I really wanted to take with this podcast is not taking the traditional route of like, everything's perfect. You're going on a process. No, I wanted to murky the waters a little bit because it's more reflective of the reality of what life is like in this space for people during this time period, right? It's not as clean cut and you just do this and you see someone, oh yeah, talk to this person. This is like that. Or my mental health isn't off. Wait, I have anxiety of talking to people. Wait, I have to live with somebody the rest of my life. It's it's different, right? And you know, one thing, I, I guess the, the question I want to use to top it off of this portion, this session is like, for people who started off the haram way, people who didn't start off doing any of the stuff we said, if we said go right, they went left, right? But they said, you know what? <sighs> they sit down, they make talk, they say, we feel bad. We want to do this the right way. You know, I've heard before that doing that, if you if you take the uh, uh, step that way, it's like it's done. Like I remember there was a friend of mine who was telling me in her culture, they have a saying that like basically don't start off the re- the, the relationship of the process of marriage in a haram fashion because it will never work right i've even heard other different uh ulama say all right if you do that that way it's done is that necessarily the case can somebody come back from a haram situation and they end up doing things the right way and things go as planned of course with with a lot all things are possible but you know just in a more have you guys seen cases like that i should ask really could, could i respond to that love yeah, so uh, you know uh, that that advice, right? You said somebody, some some cultures, maybe they have that sort of notion, and so it's a good notion. It's a good deterrent to put out there, but I don't, but I don't see it as a definitive. But it's a good deterrent, right? Don't start your relationship out in a haram fashion. But let's, but if you did, that doesn't mean that you don't have a pathway then to. Uh, to marriage with that person that you started, that you engage with in haram. Uh, We don't have any such teaching. And in fact, I would argue that 
um, you now, uh, you know, what we talked about love earlier, love can be there in a haram relationship where people are committing zina and they can be in love. Well, now fulfill that love and let it come full circle in halal. Um, and so, so if anything, we want to put, put, you know, uh, we want to rectify, we want to clean up, we want to make halal uh, um, people's condition, whatever that may be. Maybe that's their financial condition. Maybe that's their, uh, uh, um, you know, other, maybe, and maybe it's tied to love. Clean it up, make it right. Um, yes, you can pursue marriage. Maybe there's some other things you need to really talk about and work through before you get before you finally, you know, tie the knot. Um, but there's no reason why two people who started off wrong can't course correct and make things right. There's no reason why that can't happen. What's that? You got anything you want to add? Uh, no, I think well said. And I just in case anyone gets the wrong idea, like you like you mentioned, it may not work out because of the consequences or for whatever reason, or Allah does not want it to work out. But I completely echo what uh, Sohal mentioned that there's no reason uh, um, in the idea of you know try let's try to make this right. And and if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, then maybe it was not meant to be. SubhanAllah. You know, real quick, I said that was the last one, but the last, last one I actually want to ask is, you know, one well, a hot phrase that we say now um, is red flags or green flags, you know. So if you guys each could list what are, so Sheikh Suhail, you list what are maybe three to five green flags a brother should look for in terms of a sister and then three to five red flags he should look for. And then, Ustada, can you please give us three to five green flags a sister should look for and three to five red flags maybe she should watch out for that's the tough one <laughs> yeah. you know they always talk about red flags and green flags and why you guys think you know that's just something we hear a lot right like okay beware of this beware of that like if you guys go on like the Muslim social media space I mean you have I don't know like maybe I don't know how many relationship advices from people I don't know if they're married they're not married but people telling you ah you gotta watch out for this and this is bad watch out for that or this is good that's good or you see certain couples, they portray a certain image and people see that and they're like, oh yeah, this is what I want. This is, you know, some of it is realistic. Some of it isn't realistic. Some of it, we don't know if it's true. Some of it might be exclusive. Wallahu alam, it's just up in the air, you know. It's really yeah. just up in the air. Yeah. Um, I guess, Lubna, you're, you, you're, you get a little more time. Can I get on the soapbox for a second? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I need to get on the soapbox now. <laughs> oh, I'm going to put my auntie hat on. Um, that you just brought up a really good point before we get into the red flag, green flag, you know, don't look to like this random advice that you get from people. Like you said, you don't even know if they're married, not married. Don't look your example to be that perfectly curated photo or series of photos. You have no idea what's going on in their home of these happy couples. I'm not trying to say, don't get married. Don't use the internet don't use you know instagram photos as your gold standard like this is what i want my relationship to be like and if you're married for crying out loud don't post all the amazing things that you guys are doing stop <laughs> stop that 
I'm serious. Mm -hmm. Like, great. You have an awesome relationship. Alhamdulillah. Protect it. Okay, let's be aware of, you know, just people that are not able to get married, people who just fell out of a relationship, all kinds of people who are hurting, whatever. You're posting, posting, posting. I mean, people are human beings. Like Prophet Muhammad said that there's truth in the the, the, the concept of hasad, of, of giving somebody evil eye. That's I'm going on a soapbox a little bit. So that's that's kind of one thing if you're married. No, it's related. It's definitely if related. you're not married, don't be looking to like, oh, look, you know, they went on the, this, they're having a picnic, this perfectly curated picture of this picnic, uh, you know, dinner on the beach at sunset. Oh my, you know, this spouse, I don't think, uh, this guy that's talking to me, I don't think he'll do that. Like, don't look for these perfect images of what you think. You know what a perfect marriage is? Mm. Well, listen to the first from Sheikh Omar Suleiman on the love of Muhammad Sallallahu and Khadija Radha. Like, that's true love. That's like, for 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 Prophet Muhammad to to clear out his house and give everything that was in it to this old woman who visited just because she used to visit them when he when when Khadija Radha was alive. Subhanallah. Uh, 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 that's how, that's that's love. You want to know what true love? So you know, look to our, the examples that we have. You know, people in the community that they're real people, not mm-hmm. fake stuff on. The, mm-hmm. on or this weird, you know, uh, uh, advice that you get from people like, oh, if she says this one thing, it's over. If he does this one thing, it's over. Um, that, that, that was my soapbox. I'm done. Gaswell, did you want to start with the green flag or do you, you, you want me to go? Or Chef, do you have a soapbox moment? You, it's all yours if you want to step on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I did not preach it for today, man. Um, but um, green flag, red flag, um, for the brothers... Um, find a sister that's on her dean find a sister that's on her dean your green flag is you know salah is important to her maybe she ain't Mm -hmm. perfect maybe she struggles with fajr but she knows it's a priority you know i mean you you know we talked about this earlier right you you also Mm -hmm. you you are who you are meaning your practice uh, of Islam has its deficiencies and its gaps, and you know that, right? You know where you're at. So, so don't don't look for somebody who's perfect on the other end too. When you have your own challenges and so on and so forth. So, but but they're striving. You're looking for someone who's mm-hmm. striving. You're looking for someone who's who's motivated and wants to go on their dream, wants to grow in their dean, not somebody who's complacent and you know I'm good where I'm at. Um, that that's that's important. Uh, as far as what other qualities, right? What are this, what are some green flags? Somebody who loves their mother, man, who who shows mm. respect to their mother, who shows deference to their mother, who um, values their relationship with their family overall. Um. You know, somebody who's tied to their family and who's who's connected. Because what does that mean? That means that's a priority in their life and they're going to make that a priority in their life post-marriage too. And that's going to be the mother of your children. Um, look for somebody who's tied to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who's, again, somewhere on that continuum of learning. Um, they've, you know, the the... 
the study of the Quran, whether it's memorization of it or studying it in other forms or fashion, has been a part of their life, or they're actively engaged in in that. Um, you know, again, one of our sheikhs he says something really nice. Um, long time ago, one of my teachers, he says something nice. He says, the mother of, sorry, your children, and the advice is to men, have three rights over you. He says, number one, that you choose a good mother for them. So these are your unborn children, right? This is to the brothers, for your future unborn children. Number one, you choose a good mother for them. Number two, um, you give them a good Muslim name. And number three, you mm-hmm. teach your kids the Qur'an. Because that encompasses everything else that you need in life, right? So so if you have a wife that embodies that and is going to imbibe those other qualities, right, into her kids too, like they want them to have a, 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 a solid Muslim identity, um, they are going to be – they – they're going to prioritize, and this is another green flag. Brothers, you want a sister who's educated, yes, but whose eyes are on her future family and what type of um, what type of children she's going to bring. What gener- what type of generational you know uh, uh, um, charge she's going to put into her children, right? How she's going to change the world through her children. Um, and, and so, yes, you want somebody who's educated, but not somebody who chooses career over family. Um, that's your job as a man. Your job is to sustain the family, take care of them, provide for them, etc. And you want somebody who's going to carry the other load, um, the other part of the deal. So those are some green flag red i'm sorry maybe long-winded about this red flags no it's great shake this is great info i'm writing the stuff down i'm writing it down i'm sharing red flags um i don't know man um you know maybe the opposite of some of the things i said I, nothing nothing in particular comes to uh heavy uh, 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 to my mind in the moment maybe something will come later so uh yeah. maybe what about if she she doesn't pray She's concerned with career too much or materialistic, yeah. would you say rather? Right? Yeah, sure. So things maybe, to kind of, maybe to uh, spell those things out a little bit more. Yeah, somebody who's um, the dean is not a priority. Somebody who says, you know, um, you know, I don't wear hijab now and I'm never going to put on hijab because, you know, that's just not something I can do. Now, look at, um, notice I didn't say that Hijab has to be an absolute must for you, a criteria for your wife that, you know, your future wife and, and, and what you're looking for. And nor, I'm say, nor am I saying that's an end-all, be-all portrait or embodiment of what a Muslim woman should be, right? Somebody who wears the hijab. But what I'm, my point in saying, that in pointing out the hijab is that it is a marker. It is a marker of identity, uh, a marker of who... I am as a Muslim, and I know this is what I'm supposed to, you know, how I'm supposed to carry myself as a Muslim woman. And so somebody mm-hmm. says, well, you know, yeah, I'm just not going to do that. Well, you're, you're already, you're already um, choosing someone who's defined their own limitations. And those limitations um, are not 
uh, you know, they're 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 holding themselves back from what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala requires of them, right? So, so I think that's important. Um, somebody who doesn't have limitations on themselves um, as far as where they want to go on their in in their Islam. Some people like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to I'm not going to be this. I'm not going to be that. Find somebody aspirational, right? Not somebody who's who's limited themselves in terms of their growth and their deen and beyond in the dunya even. Um, and um, you know, again, somebody who's who's um, um, somebody who's engaged in in um, this is more so a problem among, amongst brothers, but it's there. Uh, to a lesser extent among sisters, but you know we have an epidemic of brothers smoke, mm. smoking marijuana, watching mm. pornography now. Massive problems um, in the Muslim community and sisters. I would warn you against those those sort of characteristics. But for our sisters that are maybe engaged in their own sort of self destructive behaviors, um, don't turn a blind eye to habits that have become part of a person's lifestyle, right? Whatever that may look like. Um, I know I've done a lot, I do a lot of premarital counseling for young couples. And in that process, met a lot of people who said, you know, it was very, it was very obvious, very blatant that one party or the other had some, uh, um, some sort of destructive habit and the other party, they were just enamored with this person. They, you know, they, mm. they were, love didn't allow them to see what a damaging sort of, and it's not always my place to say as that mm. person, that space to, in a blatant way, say, sister, don't touch this guy because he's doing this. Sometimes I don't have the space to say that. And, you know, you kind of have to let people make their own decisions and so forth. Sometimes I do have the space, um, but, but habits that, um, you know, uh, uh, and addictions um, are big red flags. Negative habits yeah. addictions are, are big red flags. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to just add a couple of points, if that's okay, Brother Abdullah, uh, about <coughs> career. I echo 100%. I think that's a really important understanding that we have. I think both husband and wife really need to have that family first attitude. That for the man to understand, it's my responsibility to bring in the income. If my wife does uh, so long that it works for our family and we're both okay with it, that's great. But I, but I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna stay at home and say, okay, wifey, you go work. That's number one. And number two, we're you know talk about this and and what do you guys want for your family? You know, do you want a stressful situation where you don't see your kids until like one or two hours willingly? I'm, I'm not talking about out of need talking about like like you guys are planning it like both of us are going to just be like hyper focused on career we're going to see them like one or two hours a night and that's it and then we're fine you know so so understanding that yes it's the husband's role to to um, be the breadwinner and and woman's re main responsibility is the tarbiyah of the children but tarbiyah of the children also does involve the husband too and the dad you know obviously um that 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 really brings huge success to a a, a well-functioning spiritually uh, uh the spiritual well-being emotional well-being of children is having an involved parents 
yes, it can be that the traditional, you know, husband is working, wife is at home, but for the husband to have that understanding that, yes, I'm, I'm going to be engaged. It's not like I did my nine to five, I'm done. I come home, I have nothing to do with my kids, right? We see some of those situations or vice versa that the, the wife is like, you know, I, what did I study all these years for? Um, and, and kind of insisting um, that she picks up her career um, at a time where it's really going to be so hurtful to the family, right? Again, and this is, we're talking about not out of need. Um, so I just kind of wanted to um, say something about that. And then also, I, I really like, so how you mentioned, you really want to see a green flag that the brother has a good relationship with his family, with his mother. And for both sides, for both men and women to not see that it's unhealthy, where you become a yes man or a yes woman to mm. everything every demand and will and question and desire of your parents where it's unhealthy. If that makes sense. We're talking about, you, you might see some red flags. It's like, everything's like, let me go ask my mom. Let me go ask. It's like, wait a minute. There's definitely a difference. There's definitely respect and a love, but does it, did it cross the boundary of where it's, it's not healthy? Like this is just a controlling relationship and this is not healthy. So that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, green flag that could be become a, a, a red flag. Um, so those were just kind of a couple of the comments, but I'm going to go into some of the negative, the red flags that are on the emotional side. You want to look for somebody, brother or sister, who's manipulative. Do they blame you for their feelings? Man, you ma- see, you're the one who made me angry. You know, you didn't do this right. You know, are, are you, you know, that's something we got to, you got to be really, that's a red flag. Um, so somebody who's emotionally manipulative, somebody who's a narcissist. I know people use that term freely and kind of throw it around, but is everything really always about them? Like, you know, you're in pain or you're not feeling well. And they're like, well, what about me? You know, everything's about them. That's a big red flag. Mm-hmm. Run away fast. <laughs> if you, man or woman, if, if you find that, that, that quality. And it's something you will see is glaring. That's why you also want other people, including your parents, to meet your potential spouse. They, people will pick up on this. People will pick up on this. Um, and definitely another red flag, so I'll mention is vices. What you know, what are some of those vices? Don't just kind of, ah, inshallah, you know, when we get together, they're gonna get over it. They said that they're working on it, but they're really not. So don't take vices lightly. Stay away from that. Um, and I think that's the world's most, by the way, that's the world's most uh frequently repeated statement. Um, somebody who has some negative personality trait, oh yeah, I'm working on it. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. People, mm-hmm. it's it's an automatic self defense mechanism that people put up. Um, yeah, I'm struggling with pornography, but I'm working on it. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm 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 making steps. What are you doing? I'm, I, I smoke um, five times a week, and I but I'm working on it. What are you doing? Um, it you know that that. That statement to me sets me off because it's 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 almost something that is said automatically for many people when they're confronted about their vices. Well, I'm working on it. Don't that doesn't mean anything. Just the just that statement of you know somebody saying that. So sorry about that. Like that was my soapbox right there. Yeah. Oh, Mashallah. okay. There you go. <laughs> Mashallah. <laughs> Mashallah. I would also say be aware of wandering eyes. You know, you really hope that, uh, you know, brother or, or sister, uh, they don't have wandering eyes or, you know, they're commenting about, that's pretty bold, but commenting about the opposite gender, you know, in, in front of you or, or they joke about it. 
you know, sometimes we we've we've unfortunately sometimes become complacent in, in our modesty that we're supposed to have all the time in terms of, you know, shouldn't be joking about certain things or uh, sorry, joking about the opposite gender or, uh, or how they look or how you feel about how they Wait, look. Ustada, let me interject. Question. Does that include joking about having multiple wives? Brother, I am glad that you said that because I was going to say it's not respectful. Mm. It's not respectful. Mm. Oh, well, you know, if it doesn't work out, you know, I can get number two. I, there's too many <laughs> different jokes, you know. Uh-huh, to be uh-huh. <laughs> it's, uh-huh. it's, you know, whether it's pre or it's post, you know, it's it's not tasteful. It's halal. Alhamdulillah. Allah SWT made us part of the trivia in the right conditions. And, and we don't question it, alhamdulillah, meaning we don't say, no, it's not part of it. We're not apologetic. Alhamdulillah, Allah in his wisdom has made this uh, uh, available to Muslim men. And, and, and Allah has his wisdom. But to joke about it, to me, is distasteful. Mm. To joke about it in weddings, in gatherings, oh, you know, just just get another one. You know, it's, it's not, mm. to me, it's not respectful. It's tremendously dismissive. Um you know, it's tremendously deflective. And, uh, you know, there's a saying uh, um, that they say that marriage is not about getting what you want, but wanting what you get. Mm. Marriage is not about getting what you want. Like, I, I'm i not going to get everything. I'm not going to get a perfect woman. She's not going to be a perfect in every regard. But I have to do my best to love her for she, who she is, the good and the bad. Uh, the Prophet Sallallahu he told us, you know, لا يفرق مؤمن A believing man, meaning a husband, should not despise his wife. In radiya, in kariha minha khuluqan radiya minha akhar. There are certain qualities about her that I'm not going to like, for sure. There's a, there's a thousand different qualities that she carries. A few of them, a few of those, I'm not gonna like them. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna have my peeves and I'm gonna have my things. But that's not where I keep my eyes. I keep my eyes on what's good about her. That, you know, and I'm and I take that all back to the statement that you said. That sort of, you know, that tasteless sort of, you know, joking about another wife and so on and so forth is. Basically, it's it's um it's such a cheap way for men to uh, like um ca- uh, speak about yeah their wives and their and their negative qualities rather than to to take the prophetic attitude towards their wives about yeah I don't like those things about her but there's so much good about her and that's where I'm going to put my focus but when she does one thing wrong. Well, I'm going to go get another one or some, you know, nonsense well, like it, that. It's- quick question, Sheikh. What about in regards to uh, uh, the singles, uh, how we're talking about the singles right now, in regards to that, do you still, and you two as well, Ustada, do you guys still believe it's distasteful or is it less distasteful? Is it more distasteful? Yeah, I think it's... You, and do you mean, Brother Abdullah, you mean, uh, uh, do you mean like, uh, like brothers amongst the brothers or you mean like... Let's say a, a brother and a sister recording each other is a joke that comes up about that. You know, it's something that somebody jokes about. Because, you know, you were mentioning the red flags that the flags look for. So I thought it in regards to like the singles and them, the joking, the banter. Let me put it like this. If, a, if, if there is a dude 
who wants to marry my daughter, and he comes to my house, and he starts joking about, you know, oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this or that, or uh, I'm gonna get me another one, or you know, I, I, yeah, Islam is. Uh, you think you think I'm gonna, you know, you think I'm gonna move yeah. forward, right? So. I mean, it speaks mm-hmm. for itself, right? It, it's just mm-hmm. distasteful. It, I mean, yeah. it, 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 Islam legislated, and this is not our subject, so I don't even know. Islam legislated uh, for men to be able to marry more than one wife for wisdoms that are much deeper than, you know, petty jokes or... Um, I'm not happy with her or what she did, and therefore I'm going to, you know, talk about. It's much more meaningful than that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The, the weight that a man is supposed to that a man is supposed to carry in in just a singular marriage, a, a monogamous marriage, period, period. Like, yeah, period. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, is heavy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, as the Absolutely. Prophet, as Allah says, wa and yes. they have taken from you, meaning women have taken from you, oh men, this heavy contract. It is, uh, it's a serious responsibility. And so when you cast out that serious responsibility with tasteless jokes, you know what I'm saying? I get it. Sometimes brothers just amongst themselves and, you know, just talking nonsense. Hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be some weird self-righteous preacher type either, like, you know. Uh, just mm-hmm. casting all of that other one. But when you start doing it with women, that's mm-hmm. different. That's different. And that's tasteless. I, I don't do it with other men for the most part either. But I'm just saying, even with, you know, <laughs> if I, take it to me, I, I mean, I've probably done it. So I'm not, I don't want to lie either. I don't, uh, you know, I'm real. But, um, but, but for me, when I start to do it's that, not a regular just, thing for you. It's not something inclusive of what you do. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. So, you know, to wrap up, guys, I think you guys see from this episode that the the, the pool for the singles right now isn't the, it's not the best, you could say the least. However, I mean, alhamdulillah, we're here and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed us here at this time and through his mercy and his rahmah, or his rahmah is his mercy, but through that, we'll be able to navigate these times and people will be able to fulfill their, these rights and complete the sunnah of the Prophet sallam, and their deen and get married and have children and and. You know, that's one thing that, you know, I, as you get older, you start to think about more and more. Because before it's like, it's you, you know, and you're just like, oh, yeah, this is my life. And I'm here. I'm young. I'm healthy. But as people close to you may start dying and you start to get older, you start thinking, man, it would be great if when I passed away, somebody would make dua for me or somebody would continue or you teach somebody to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you collect hasanah from that. And you can do this through what? Through, uh, uh, your spouse or your children, your, the progeny you guys have, right? And it's dua for that and things of that nature, you know? And I think one thing that we also take from this is this process doesn't look linear, right? So there's not one way that this process will look, right? It's not you do A, B, C, et cetera. It's a formula, right? Uh, what is it? Y equal MX plus B, right? It's not that. It's more so like you you just talk a lot, you go, you know? Everything, exactly. set your intention for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his pleasure and just go, you don't know where you'll end up, how it's going to end up. You know, it's like the story of Musa, alayhi salam. Musa, alayhi salam, was, he was just down bad. He just, he needed something. Allah gave him a wife, right? And you see that dua. So I think that's something definitely 
we should keep in mind. But it's still more to come, inshallah, because this topic is just huge. But, you know, we want to just piecemeal it out. Um, before we go, there's one thing I love to do. This is probably one of my favorite parts of the show, besides having wonderful guests like you are. Um, all right, let me see. Let me see. Please share either one sunnah, one ayat, or one hadith that we people can implement in their daily lives that we can all collect hasanat from. When people watch this episode and they take it, inshallah. I'll go ahead first. Um, I was sharing this with somebody just yesterday, so it's kind of fresh. Um, there's a brother, he was comp- he was uh, complaining to, not complaining to me, we were talking and he was telling me, I haven't spoken to him in a couple of years, just called him about something and how's life, I'm getting divorced, I lost my job. Things are not good, but he was very positive, and um, and he said, "But you know, Sheikh, one of the most difficult." And here I'm gonna be real, fully real. He said, "The most difficult part about me going through this divorce, it's been six wife, six wife, six months, and uh, you know, haven't had any intimacy with my wife." Uh, he's a grown man, has children, a lot of young brothers. You know, that's that's a uh, that's a push, uh, and, and you know, to be very honest, physical need um, that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has instilled inside of us, and uh, and that's something that we seek in marriage and so forth. And so I told him, um, I said, "Alayka bissum, fast, fast. You're not there yet. You're 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 you know you're on the road. You're looking. It's tough." You're waiting, you're ready, but you still ain't found nobody. Uh, maybe you're not ready financially, but your nafs is on fire. Whatever, um, fast. That's the prophetic advice. You know, he told us, oh, young people, oh, young people, whoever is able to, from amongst you, to get married, you're financially, emotionally mature and ready and so on, get married. But if you can't, then fast because it's a protection for you. It's a shield for you. So, you know, don't forget that because a lot of people, what happens prior to them getting married, they pick up bad habits because uh, they pick up these vices. That's why some of the things we talked about earlier are prevalent. Um, And then that causes a problem for them when they get married. So protect yourself before you get married. Keep yourself well. Um, Keep yourself protected. Keep yourself um, out of mess, out of harm before you get married fast. Young brothers, fast. Mondays and Thursdays, you're not, you want to get married, you're not able to? Just fast, man. Be a man. Um, and, 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 and contain your nafs so that when you come to your wife, your, you, your eyes haven't been all over the world. They haven't been all over the screen in nasty places. And you are ready to look at this beautiful woman who's now um, standing in front of you and, and enjoy her to her fullest. I'm not saying that in some kind of weird way. I'm saying that you are now coming into marriage with love, with care, with mercy, with an, an eye uh, where your eye is focused on her and her alone. And, and so, so one of the means by which you achieve that is by keeping yourself straight before you get to her. So so young brothers fast. 
my uh, hadith uh, that I think kind of speaks to a lot of the uh, sometimes the obstacles and the weights and the sometimes the up and down and the non-linear process that marriage can be is a uh, paraphrasing of the prof uh, the hadith of Prophet when he said, "Amazing is the affair of the believer." And he said um, uh, that uh, for all of his affairs are good. All of the affairs of the believer is good. Why? Because if something good happens, then what does the believer do? And, 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 and Prophet Muhammad specified, said, then this is only the case for the believer. Why? Because when something good happens to him or her, he is, peace, uh, he is grateful and he thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, uh, and, and, and if something bad or calamity befalls him, then he is patient and he, uh, um, what, what is the second part? If something bad happens, he is patient, and that is also good for him. Mm-hmm. And that is also good. So when we're in this process, man, I've tried 10 times and everybody said no, or you know, it didn't end up anywhere. We'll try the 11th and the 12th. <laughs> As believers, we don't give up. I'm serious. You know, it, it, it's like that with looking for a job. It's like that for applying to different schools and getting into a program. And we can get into this really negative headspace of like, well, I tried, or there's nothing out there. There's no good brothers or sisters out there. Ah, man, the, nowadays everything's all messed up. What are you talking about? You know how many sisters I know that are looking to get married? Uh, you know, and so well, I'm sure you know a lot of brothers that are looking to get married. <laughs> So it, we got to have that positive mindset that Prophet Muhammad told us about. It's amazing. Why? Because all of his or her affairs are good, even in times of calamity, subhanAllah. MashaAllah. Barakallahu feekum. Thank you both for the great advices. Please, brothers and sisters, check out this episode. Please share with others. And please take these advices that you took. Don't just listen to this for entertainment alone, of course. But, you know, take these and actually implement these, you know, actually uh, uh make this a part of your life to try and develop you know that's one thing that we would definitely love uh from here us at the remastered uh team um also please brothers and sisters please uh donate today to mercy without limits like i said before we're not funding a war but we're helping innocent lives that are still being slaughtered in this reckless senseless genocide that is happening in Gaza and palestine so may allah make it easy for the people of palestine and for the ummah um, once again, brothers and sisters, this is the Remaster Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Abdullah Freeman. Please check out the uh, Revive Packets. Also, please check out Muslim American Society today, MuslimAmericanSociety.org or ZMass.org. Do both. Do both. Just look. Just keep looking. You'll see it, inshallah. Like I said before, thank you all for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Assalamu alaikum.